0: Welcome to Lillipod Episode 9, Elevating Energy from Grief to Gratitude.
1: Welcome to Lillipod with Jeff and Kathy Tykert. We are certified life coaches and members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and Lily Pod is a production of Love in Later Years, uh, otherwise known as Lily. Our messages are directed toward mid-singles and remarried couples, and also, we welcome those who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships.
0: In our last episode, we talked about the power of thought. We will expand that here with the power of shifting energy. The way I relate to energy is as my own state of being. And as I've said in a previous episode, I believe that my number one job every day is to be in a place of feeling good. And that has everything to do with the energy that I hold, which for everyone is in constant fluctuation. Uh, We also, uh, we influence each other with our energy and, uh, and we are influenced by others. Uh, Another way I see energy is that we hold beliefs and that foundation of our thinking is the energy we're holding inside. And it's stronger than any statement. And this is why sometimes when we work on affirmations, we've all heard of them. Sometimes we've experimented with them and sometimes they don't feel sincere um, or they don't work as well as we want them to because we may not be holding the energy of the belief system that is behind that affirmation. And yet we tell ourselves lies all the time and we believe them because we tell ourselves them enough. Um, So there's really nothing wrong with telling ourselves what we want to believe until we believe it. I think it can be a fake it till you make it kind of pursuit. And we wrestle with learning to believe sometimes the things um, that are higher than what we believe currently, higher than we've ever believed before um, until until we can believe it.
1: Yeah, I'd like to talk about what energy is. We hear about it and some people have an idea that it's sort of this woo-woo thing. But in our faith, uh, we believe the glory of God is intelligence, or in other words, light and truth. And we also have a scripture in the olive leaf, Doctrine and Covenants section 88, which talks about the light of Christ. And it, it talks about the light which proceedeth forth from the presence of God to fill the immensity of space, the light which is in all things, which is the law by which all things are governed, even the power of God. So the light is another uh, rep- uh, another way of talking about the power of God who sitteth upon his throne, who is in the bosom of eternity, who is in the midst of all things. And so I believe energy or in in our scriptural language light is the thing that animates all of God's creation and that's why it, it is the power of life it's the life force and, and, and that's why if we have high energy uh, we feel alive we feel light we feel joyful when We have low energy, we feel more dead, we feel lethargic, we feel heavy. And that's a a way to think about this energy that we're talking about in this episode. Uh, I also wanna share personally that I felt and saw this on Kathy's face on our wedding day in the temple. Uh, It's been described by Alma as seeing his image christ's image in your countenance and i could see that in her Uh, it was a high vibration a high energy kind of day for us and uh so i think that's that's an important thing to to remember it's it's kind of having that in our countenance so that even other people can can see it i don't want to me to say by by suggesting this that we've got to just be cheerful and happy all the time no no one is Uh, even jesus christ during his life had moments when he was down and sad Uh, but when we are in pain we want to have authentic pain and i think that means pain without judgment or anxiety attached to it and we'll talk more about that as we as we go on in this uh podcast
0: well and with the painful things of life that we experience, the importance of acceptance is, uh, is there to help us with raising our vibration. Because when we resist or we judge or we shame ourselves or others, it lowers our energy and it causes feelings of powerlessness. Um, And we don't, we don't have to like what is happening. But if we can see clearly what is and accept it, we make better choices.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think part of this is having a little faith in what God has planned for us. I know there have been times when I really wanted to get a certain job, for example, and it didn't work out and I felt really bad. And, you know, my my energy was lower. My light was dimmer, if you will. And yet it turned out that not getting that job opened another door for me. That was so much better for me. Uh and in fact, I remember a relationship ending that uh, was followed by my relationship with Kathy. And at the time that other relationship ended, felt really down, really low. And yet it opened the pathway to an eternal relationship with the woman I now love. So I think part of it is is that uh, what Kathy talked about, not so much, I don't mean fake it till you make it, but I mean being able to see the possibilities and appreciate what could be coming in the future
0: that's right and something that we both have seen looking back in our mid-single years is that uh, our divorces they were incredibly painful and we thought our lives were over for a while and you know we had to learn how to get high vibration in ourselves by ourselves without a partner and i think that is really important um, if you're if you're single and not in a relationship but you want to be Um, It's really important to be living a life of joy and to be uh, vibrating at a frequency that you would want to attract. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, moving into uh, acceptance uh, as uh, the thing that we want to do. Uh, with any given situation it will help us move forward with our lives and um, raise the vibration um, from from grief um, all the way up to the highest vibrations and we'll talk about that too but jeff has something to share
1: yeah um when we uh, i have quoted this before but it's it's so illustrative of what we're trying to say i think it, it bears repeating here in alma 8 It talks about when Alma had left Ammonihah and basically given up his ministry there. It said, while he was journeying thither, this is Alma 8.14, being weighed down with sorrow. So if you think about energy, he was at a low point. He felt heavy, weighed down with sorrow, wading through much tribulation. What is it like to wade through mud or something else? wading through much tribulation and anguish of soul because of the wickedness of the people, and so on. And it says, while Alma was thus weighed down with sorrow, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him, saying, Blessed art thou, Alma, therefore lift up thy head. I love the the metaphor, the imagery there. And maybe he wanted Alma to actually lift up his head, because that can raise our mood just all by itself. Lift up thy head and rejoice, for thou hast great cause to rejoice. for thou hast been faithful in keeping the commandments of God from the time which thou receivest thy first message from him. Behold, I am he that delivered it unto you. And as Alma is feeling grateful for for this and he's feeling the spirit of what this angel has told him, uh, look, appreciate what you have done that you've been faithful even if these people in Ammonihah haven't been you've been faithful and rejoice over that and what did Alma do when the angel asked him to return to the city it says he returned speedily not weighed down speedily and so I think that's an example of how his energy shifted because his thoughts shifted his thoughts shifted to what can I control well, I can try to, my best to be a good person and to follow the Savior and so on. Um, and when he was thinking about the progress he had made, it, it awakened and enlivened his soul. Uh, when he was thinking about all the other people and what they weren't doing, he was feeling very weighed down.
0: No, during my divorce in 2012, I felt very weighed down by the greatest grief of my life, and I I felt so much life loss and it felt so painful to me um, that I was I was in physical pain. And Jeff and I have talked about this. It it can be physically painful to lose a, a spouse uh, or a spouse. This relationship to start doing a daily gratitude journal and to find at least five things every day to be grateful for. And at first it was really hard. And I didn't know anything about energy at the time, but now I realized that what I was doing was um, I was raising my vibration. and I, we actually encourage anyone in a low vibration to do this, to look for the good, even if it's hard because it takes one of our lowest vibrations, which is grief. Um, And grief is next to shame and to self-loathing and unworthiness and rage and anger. Those are all very low vibration um, emotions and it can take that grief and and take it up to gratitude. Um, And gratitude is, almost the top of the range of of vibration of 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 emotional vibration along with freedom and love and joy and abundance and generosity
1: yeah they there are actually studies that show that the same part of your brain lights up when you are in pain over the rejection of a of a spouse as will light up in your brain when you're under physical pain and that's not true of any other emotion it's not even true of depression and but we both experience that pain and many of you listening probably have too and it reminds me of another verse in alma 13 and alma again is is worrying about other people which as a prophet and a missionary and everything he would be prone to do but he says this is alma 13:27." and now my brethren i wish from the inmost part of my heart, yea, with great anxiety, even unto pain, that ye would hearken unto my words and cast off your sins and not procrastinate the day of your repentance. And again, he, he is talking about feeling anxiety, even unto pain, that they were rejecting him. Further on, he says, having faith on the Lord, having hope that ye shall receive eternal life, having the love of God Always in your hearts that ye may be lifted up at the last day. And lifted up, of course, is the opposite of weighed down.
0: Right. And lifting up our vibration is uh, important for a lot of reasons we're going to discuss. And, you know, we might bounce around a little bit uh, if we are in deep grief, but we experience a little bit of gratitude every day on purpose. You know, we might settle into neutral after a while. And then I eventually settle higher in our vibration than we would if we didn't make that effort.
1: Right. Um, Hope is the thing that helps move us from grief to gratitude. But there's a level even above gratitude, which is anchored in gratitude and that which i speak of is charity the pure love of christ which paul said in first corinthians 13 was the greatest of all spiritual gifts the pure love of christ is is really the pinnacle of high energy of abundant light uh, with thoughts and emotions i want to suggest um, a scripture from moroni 7 it says Wherefore, my beloved brethren, if ye have not charity, ye are nothing. It is really what gives meaning to our existence. For charity never faileth, wherefore cleave unto charity, which is the greatest of all. For all things must fail, but charity is the pure love of Christ, and it endureth forever. And whoso is found possessed of it at the last day, it shall be well with him. Now this next verse uses the word energy, and I think it uses it in the way we're using it here. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart, that ye may be filled with this love which he hath bestowed upon who? Upon all who are true followers of his Son, Jesus Christ. And he promises us that with this, we can become the sons and daughters of God.
0: That's really beautiful. And it it actually takes me back to several of our episodes that were focused on becoming love as God is love and loving him and loving ourselves and loving our neighbors. And all of that love is the pure love of Christ, that charity, that high vibration. Right. State of being we can we can actually live in.
1: Right. Uh, it, it's you know, and I can honestly tell you, friends, uh, there were about four years maybe a little longer than that, when I was really weighed down and felt like I could hardly get out of bed in the morning. And and that just is not true of me anymore. I, I'm abundantly happy because I'm abundantly grateful for the blessings I have for Kathy, for my stepkids, for my own kids, uh, I mean, and for the life that I have. And And uh, that's, you know, it may feel like, if you're in the middle of that grief and that heavy feeling, it may feel like you can never, things will never be different. I promise you they can be different. Um, What is the way to help make that happen? Well, in Jacob, I quoted this, I believe, Uh, in literally the last, uh, the previous podcast that we did. Uh, But I want to refer to it again because it's so applicable here. At the end of Jacob 2, uh, Jacob says that he regrets speaking with such harshness to many of the men among the Nephites. And he said, "'Ye have broken the hearts of your tender wives and children.'" And it talks about how the sobbings of their hearts ascend up to God against you. And it even says that because of the strict words that he had had to preach to them, that many hearts died pierced with deep wounds. And then Jacob turns to those who have suffered, and they, they've been suffering because of the decisions of other people. But, he, but he, he's very clear who he's speaking to. I, Jacob, would speak unto you that are pure in heart. And here's the counsel he gives them Look unto God with firmness of mind. Those words in that scripture changed my life when I was 20 years old. Firmness of mind and pray unto him with exceeding faith. And I think firmness of mind and exceeding faith go together, that firmness of mind is grounded in faith. And he will console you in your afflictions. So he's not saying you won't have any afflictions. What you'll have is consolation. And he will plead your cause and so on. Oh, all ye that are pure in heart, lift up your heads and receive the pleasing word of God and feast upon his love. Love, that pure love, which is the highest of all emotions and energies Feast upon his love, for ye may, how? If your minds are firm forever. And he he repeats that same metaphor of firmness of mind.
0: You know, trusting in a higher power to be good and benevolent can stabilize our energy. It can elevate it and stabilize it, keep it high and more constant and more steady than it would be otherwise. High, we believe that the high a high vibration is where the spirit is. This is a a, a realization I came to fairly recently um, that the spirit dwells in high vibration because high vibration is intelligence. It's light. And um, I had some health problems for a few years and I had I was prepared spiritually and in many ways for this, this trial that I didn't expect to come. And i'd been going to the temple and reading my scriptures and praying and i i felt spiritually well but after about six months to a year of extreme pain and uh, digestive problems and um, neurological issues it um it just became very very difficult for me to feel the spirit at all in fact i remember having my energy be so low it took It was too much for me to even take a bath without assistance or to attend church or really to do anything spiritual because actually i found that spirituality requires energy and um you know i believe and it was really hard but i i believe that that's why when um when our savior was on the cross that that god left him for a bit because he Needed to know what that was like for us when we suffer a spiritual loss, without wanting that. um, That's and also I believe that's why he healed people physically before he ministered to them. They needed to be in a place where they could hear him, and President Nelson encourages us to hear him. And when our energy vibrates where the spirit resides, we can hear him. And in the meantime, um, if our energy is low and it can't be helped because of physical problems um, or deep grief that we're going through uh, for a time, prayer and priesthood blessings can provide comfort when we're unable to reach God ourselves.
1: Yeah, and I mean we're all going to to reach that. Don't feel like it's some kind of failure if you're ever depressed or I mean we all get you know have our down moments the the thing we want to encourage here is how to to get through and get past those moments Uh, i heard an account recently kathy of a of an editor who suffered from bipolar or an author who suffered from bipolar disorder and i said editor because she she used to use the time when she was depressed to edit her manuscripts because during those times, she tended to be able to be very nitpicky with her own writing, but she didn't have the creative force that she needed uh, to really be creative and write. And a lot of authors are bipolar, by the way. It's, it's a very common thing uh, because during the manic phase, they tend to be very creative. And I thought it was an interesting way that she used the affliction that she had, which was also in a way a blessing, to... Uh, to create something beautiful. She perfected when she was depressed, and then when she was manic, she created. So,
0: Yeah, and we can all recognize when our vibration isn't ideal and make use of the gifts we have available during those moments to get us through and still feel useful until we turn it around into a higher energy and better capacity for creativity.
1: In terms of creating, I think it would be well for us to discuss too what kind of relationships we want to create uh this is an issue with mid singles in a variety of ways what kind of friendships help fill that void when we've lost a spouse or perhaps uh never had a spouse uh, and that loss could come either through a divorce or the death of a spouse uh what kind of friendships help to fill that void What kind of relationship do we have to our children if they're bouncing back and forth between parents? And what kind of dating relationships do we create? I put the question to the listener, what kind of person do you want to attract? And a good way to answer that is what kind of people do you want to be around? What kind of people do you enjoy keeping company with? we tend to attract a similar kind of energy from what we, uh, from what we bring to any encounter. And I would like to uh, refer again to one of my favorite sections, section 88, the olive leaf. It says, for intelligence cleaveth unto intelligence, wisdom receiveth wisdom, truth embraceth truth, virtue loveth virtue, light cleaveth unto light, and so on. I think what this tells us is that we attract what we are. And I, I know that one of the things that attracted me to Kathy initially is if you've been on very many uh, online groups for mid singles, there's often a lot of uh, negativity uh, and a lot of comments that, you know, men saying that women are, are, uh, the problem women saying that men are the problem you know men are just gaslighting narcissists and uh, men saying women are crazy you know there's there's all kinds of of uh, negativity and with Kathy I didn't see that I saw an effort to before I ever met her I saw an effort to make positive constructive comments uh, and to show a little insight and to treat others like a child of God. And I I know she has said that she felt the same way when she saw my post. It's
0: true, yes. When he requested my friendship, it wasn't hard to accept, even though I didn't do that very often, because I had observed the kind of comments he made, and I definitely was attracted to that.
1: It's natural and normal, I think, to have trauma and pain if you have been through a divorce or the death of a spouse or perhaps lived single a long time when you might have preferred to be married. And and we understand that. It's not that we don't think that any negativity or feelings of bitterness uh, are without reason.
0: No, there's always a reason.
1: Right. The The question is what kind of thoughts and feelings are serving you and what will attract into your life the kind of person that you would really like to be with. And I think if we strive to emulate those qualities and bring light and happiness and joy to a relationship, I often say two happy people rarely get together and have a lousy time. But if one or the other is kind of chronically a little bitter or kind of, you know, chronically a little bit unhappy, then that's going to create some challenges. So that doesn't mean that you have to be sunshine and laughter all the time or that you need to, you know, deny your feelings if you feel sad. Uh, it just means that it's helpful to cultivate uh, a much higher kind of energy, you know, that's enthusiastic, that's hopeful, and that that's is happy. full of
0: gratitude and appreciation and and love. Mm-hmm. We ran across a scripture that I think demonstrates this very well in Doctrine and Covenants thirty-five, eight, and eleven. I will show miracles, signs, and wonders to all those who believe in my name, but without faith, shall not anything be done be shown forth except for desolation. And um, I found that very interesting. And uh, this seems to indicate that our faith determines the eyes by which we're seeing things.
1: Yeah, it's the lens through which we see the world. And so in with the, the last days, many people are going to look at all the signs that are shown and think, this is a miracle. Look, it's, it's the fulfillment of prophecy and so on. And they'll see people being healed and things like this. Whereas someone who doesn't have that perspective will only just see the desolations and destructions and it will seem kind of pointless.
0: Right. You know, might I be so bold as to suggest that it's not just my job, but everybody's job to be in a place of feeling good with high vibration. That's our number one job every day. Uh, I, I can influence the world to the degree that I hold a vibration that elevates those around me. And I think that's true of all of us. We can only elevate those around us to the degree that we hold a vibration that elevates everyone around us. And you know, energy and emotion are so closely related and heavy, heavily influenced by our thoughts, the thoughts that we choose about our life circumstance.
1: Yes, I would encourage you to, if you haven't listened to the episode immediately preceding this one, that would be episode eight. On the power of thought. Uh, On the power of thought. Listen to the two kind of together because they they very much walk hand in hand. I want you to remember now that any time is the right time for more love in your life. Thank you for listening to Love in Later Years, and we'll catch you next time.